Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, right? Worship Brother George Mudry. And Worship Brother Kev. No ginger. No. We have no ginger flav tonight. No ginger denied. But today's episode is going to be 168, which is going to be the Benjamin Franklin's Ancient Book of Constitutions. Is that what it was called? What yeah, was it? something like something that. Like Masonic that. Constitutions. Yep. Yeah. And we're going to be covering, I mean, it's a 59 page thing, but we're just going to be covering the charges of a Freemason. Uh, extracted from the ancient records of lodges beyond sea and of those in England, Scotland, and Ireland for the use of the lodges in London to be read at the making of new brethren or when the master shall order it. Yeah, I'm and excited about this one. What he I love wrote. This topic. So we're going to get into uh, the different things and we're going to compare and contrast to what today I guess we do. And I don't think there's going to be much contrast. Because I think most of our no, but I mean all of the uh, all of the constitutions in that book were formative of Freemasonry in this country. So it'll be interesting to see how things have changed. Yep. Uh, just a couple things. If you're watching or you're watching, uh, you haven't already, please like and subscribe to us on YouTube. It helps us out tremendously. And as I said before, uh, right here, I have all the pins that we're going to be uh, giving up. And for everyone who has been making comments on here, which would be, I uh, just want to shout them out, Josh Stitt, um, Andrew Lane, and do, 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 a couple others who had wrote, uh, wrote in and gave their mother lodge and uh, their names and what their master mason or any type of, uh, I think I had Texas mason, Ohio mason. There was a couple others that wrote in too. I, I'm writing you down. I have you all there. And then what I'll be doing is just a random name lottery out of a little fishbowl or whatever. Hmm. Pick a name and you may get a pen. So, Because uh, that never went awry before. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Shut Santa. up. The Secret Santa still worked out okay. It worked out okay. It's just the... the the, the probability of how some of these happened. Yeah, I just don't think it was sufficiently randomized. It was freaking, I swear to God, it was randomized. It was completely randomized. And people... That's not random. <laughs> and some people who ended up grabbing somebody, the person that was their Secret Santa ended up being the opposite person, Secret Santa. And it was like, I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah. I didn't even participate in it, so... Had nothing to do. Oh, I did with you. That was it. Yeah. You, you know what? I'll write some code next year so that we can yeah. like, make this a real secret Santa. And not right. So anyway, uh, let's go through some new likes and subscribers. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll just do uh, YouTube first. Son of a bitch. I just pressed the wrong button. Let's see here. Uh, PSK Auto. Milan Adamov. It's an awesome name. Mm. Um, let's see here. Who else do I got? Who else do I got? David Alexander. Uh, Eric James. That's Eric James, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's what I got for uh, for YouTube. So right. over on Instagram, we've got some <laughs> new followers as well. Stephen Whitaker, name sounds familiar. Daniel Valdez, John Hodorovich, John Hamilton, Corey Fleshman, Jacob Drake, Oscar Cordova, and Sterling's back. Awesome. Cool screen name. Thank Ooh. you, brothers and friends. Let's do a toast. Brother Ken, lead it. Yeah. Brother, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. No, I crushed my little dead fly <laughs> friend with my cannon. 
That's All right. Mess. One more. I and loved it. Like, he was like my little Jesus. muse, man. And now he's gone. <laughs> okay. I'm and you were asking, you were saying I look like shit, like I haven't slept. No, I, I mean, You're I'm just randomly coming out with shit. I'm on eight and a half hours of sleep. I'm fine right, right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to check Apple reviews real quick. But uh, let's talk about where this bottle came from. And it's called. Oh, it's Glen Morangi. Glen Morangi. Good. Yeah. Thank you for, for saying that. Because I, I probably would have been like Glen uh, yeah, Morgan. I, could, I could see the gears turning. I figured I would help out. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was given to us by, and unbeknownst to me, I just want to tell the story of how this all happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a message. Uh, now, granted, I just left the secretary's chair, um, so I still get random messages of people like, hey, what do I owe for dues this year? I'm like, go to Rafferty. Yeah, I don't know shit. Except now you don't care. <laughs> go to Rafferty. I don't care. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I got a message from, and I think... I'm going to actually go in here, and I'm going to try to find the email while we're sitting here talking. And uh, it was an email that basically was asking, hey, you know, the brothers from Corinthian Lodge would like to come up to the to the lodge and, and come to your stated. Um, you know, let us know if it's okay and all that stuff. So I had said, and this was from Adam Ward. Uh, he wrote, hello, brother, and I'd like to formally announce that me, along with a band of brothers from Corinthian 104 of Bridgeport, would like to attend your meeting on the 21st. Please let us know if you can accommodate six to seven additional brothers. That's a lot of brothers. He's a junior deacon Kudos. of Corinthian 104. Um, so I responded with basically saying, good, good morning, brother. Yes, we can accommodate the brothers. Our address is this. Uh, looking forward to meeting you all. Any further communications or anything you brothers need, please email the new secretary, James Rafferty, who is CC'd on his email. Right, it's pretty much. Okay, that's very so, professional. Right, but you next secretary. But yeah. so what you would think would be is that they're coming to just visit the lodge, right? Yeah, it sounds like a standard fraternal visit. Standard like, fraternal yeah. visit. Yep. Unbeknownst to me, they were actually coming to meet the podcast boys, <laughs> and they brought this bottle mm-hmm. of Glen Morangi. Uh, to to hang out with us, yeah. and we dropped the ball. Well, we also didn't know. So uh, I have I've uh, messaged them back. I haven't heard anything yet, but I told them I said we are sorry. You know we you know we weren't able to all make it, and uh, what we're going to do is what we'd like to have those brothers come up to the uh, podcast one Saturday or Thursday, or excuse me, Sunday or Thursday, mm-hmm. and have a recording with us and hang out with us. That is our thank you and our apologies at the same time. So yeah. uh, I'd like to propose a toast to the brothers of Corinthian 104 in Bridgeport. Yeah. Are we going to toast with the bottle that they brought us? That's I think already that would probably be appropriate, right? Yeah. As long as you're... So thank you, brothers. I'm so sorry that we weren't all here. You don't need to powder your vagina before you have any of this, do you? No, so, I think right, it's going to be fine. Right. My, uh, my mother lodge also had a stated communication that night, and I mean officer i'm the tyler there so i was there instead of here at my other lodge so um, i apologize and uh, we will definitely get into that great worshipful great worshipful brother greg schultz don't forget to mention the three dollar patreon commercial we need some new friends in discord yes we do that's true <laughs> yes we do yeah um yeah it's five dollars a month now five dollars yep it's five dollars but i kept i'm gonna keep the three up um i think i'm gonna do three or five but uh yeah, that's I mean, fine. What's, Grandfathered what's, in yeah. two dollars, whatever. Yep. Um, but I just wanted to say that, yeah, yeah. The uh, the boys in Discord need some new fresh meat. So if, mm. if you got the stomach for it, yeah. uh, slide over to uh, join Patreon. You will be added to Discord, and uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a small price to pay, you and you also blast. get a Freemasons podcast gold tone podcast yes, you do. pin. And then we have one more. Uh, five star review after this on Apple. But wow, wow. it's a lot of toast to the brothers of Corinthian 104. The table lodge over here, brother. Right hand to arms, two arms. Ready, ready. Aim, aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Last one. Uh, this is uh, from Jacob uh, 33 Drake. And okay. uh, he is the one who did the History's Mysteries. Remember? Oh, yes, 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 yes. And he wrote a five-star review for us. Oh. Uh, and he wrote The Golden Ratio of Podcasting. Wow, that's high praise. That's freaking, that's serious. That's, Thank you, sir. 
Uh, and he writes, I'm just going to fill up my can here. Uh, five-star review. Great podcast for Masons and non-Masons alike. Meeting on the level. Informative yet amusing, making it both effective and captivating. The golden ratio for a perfect uh, podcast. As a non-Mason with the aspiration of becoming a brother, it has provided me with a wealth of information, a virtual kinship, despite my family's misunderstanding of the order. For all of the students of universal philosophy, seek and you shall find. P.S. Thanks for doing the episode with us while uh, a while back from your friends at History's Mysteries. Wow. Jacob Dean. That was really nice. And you know what? For a non-Mason, he speaks very, very Masonically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? In the golden ratio. I never thought about that before, but that's a, yeah, that's a, right. that's a neat way of putting it. Ready? Thank you, sir. Yeah. Why don't you lead this one? All right. Maybe I will. Brother, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready. Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Together, brother. Vivat, vivat, vivat. Let me tell you, uh, I just want to say on a side note, I absolutely hate when people leave one-star reviews. To me, as a Mason, it's very unmasonic. Oh, if you don't like assuming something, assuming they're even Masons, but yeah, I mean, if you leave a one-star review, at least have an explanation. Oh, they did. Why. They wrote this whole oh, thing okay. on here, but I'm just saying, like, if I don't like something, I just keep it pushing. I don't, I don't go around and actively no. try shitting on people's stuff. You know what I mean? No. I just find it very, you know, how else do you cheesy? How else do you communicate with one? Well, I guess they could probably just use the contact us link and say, hey, yeah. here's some advice or something, or just. Don't write anything. Just be like, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to listen to it. Mm. Eh, whatever. Don't matter. Well, <clears throat> I'll read it Read later. the one-star reviews on Patreon. I should. Let's do a Patreon episode. Let's do it. We should do one now. We'll do it. Doing it now, we'll do it on Patreon. Do it. It'll be a freaking blast. Okay. And we could just... <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, but anyway... That's, uh, that's what we got for likes. And everybody's going to write one-star reviews so that we yeah, can hear Yeah, true, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. We won't make people famous. Yeah, and the marketing people are going to yell at us if we do that. Yeah, no, fair enough. And the legal people. Anyway, let's get into it. The Charges yeah. of a Freemason. This is uh, taken from, again, Benjamin Franklin's uh, Book of Constitutions, mm-hmm. I believe it was written. Yep. Uh, it was written in 1734 uh, by him himself. <sighs> It is a lot to unpack. So yeah. it's a 59-page thing that we're not going to read all 59 pages, but the one specific area that I want, because I, let's be real, the first half of it reads like uh, Morals and Dogma. Right. They talk about the mad guy. They talk about, uh, here, here's a, it was one that, that I found was interesting. It wrote, um, he wrote, uh, knights or warrior knights who were also religious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, I see what you're getting at there. Um, but uh, it, it's heavy, the first half of it. And again, I'm a, the charges of a Freemason are on page 47, and there's 59 pages of this. So we're just going to go with the charges of a Freemason, compare it to our charges of a modern Masonry, mm-hmm. and uh, pick and choose where we see. One of the reasons why I wanted to bring this one up is because um, I know there's a lot of debate on whether or not the founding fathers who were well, I don't want to say the founding fathers, but let's say the the antagonists of the American Revolution mm. were Freemasons. Some of them were, yes. Some yep. of them were. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question has always been, did they violate their Masonic oath mm-hmm. by basically being an open rebellion? So uh, let's get into it. <clears throat> yes. The Constitutions. Here we go. And again, I've already read the top one, but we're going to start with this. And this is the general... Uh, general overview of everything. That's the train. Right on time. Right on time. Of God and religion. This is what it reads. Uh, That's number one. Uh, Number two is of the civil magistrate, supreme and subordinate. So that would be basically the local government or the government of the time. Yep. Civil and local magistrate. Yeah, the judges and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Section three is of lodges. Uh, four of masters, wardens, fellows, and apprentice. Again, they didn't call it fellow craft. They just called them fellows back then. Uh, Five of the management of the craft in working. Six of behavior. Uh, Bullet point one, in the lodge while constituted. And two, after the lodge over and the brethren 
not gone. Right. At labor and at refreshment. Third bullet point, when brethren meet without strangers, but not in a lodge. Four, in presence of strangers, not masons. Five, mm-hmm. at home and in the neighborhood. Uh, six, towards a strange brother. So let's get into the first one here. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to wet my whistle here because there's going to be a lot of reading. All right. Concerning God and religion. Uh, now, mind you, I just wanted to say this is in old English, so please be generous with the ball busting of how I read this because S's are F's and they use words like obliged. Oh, so you have like no the, ED. You have like the manuscript there. It's I not have even no, no, no. I have transcription. Like, uh, it's not the transcript. Oh, this yeah, is no, the, that's the that's the okay. <laughs> it's the original. God help us all. <sighs> I'm gonna try here. Let's crack a neck here. All right. Um. <laughs> You just stretch a little first. A mason is obliged by his ten, ten, tenure, right? Tenure. Yeah. And you tenure are, is a word. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it means. Keep moving. Uh, to obey the moral law, and if he rightly understands the art, he will never be a stupid atheist nor an Ill- irreligious libertine. But though in in ancient times. Masons were charged in every country to be of the religion of that country or nation, whatever it was. Yet tis now through thought more expedient only to oblige them to that religion in which all men agree. So he's basically talking about uh, believing in a religion, but doesn't necessarily have to be a specific doctrine. Is kind of what I'm gathering. Right, that. just that a higher power is involved. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, leaving their particular opinions to themselves, that is, to be good men and true. Uh, mind you, some of these are italicized too, so they stand out. So men and true is italicized. Uh, or men of honor and honesty, by whatever denominations or persuasions they may be distinguished, whereby masonry becomes the center of union and the means of concili- conciliating true friendship among persons that must else have remained at a perpetual distance. Right. So sometimes you have people or religions that don't get along together. Thank you, Basically what I'm saying here is that, you know, Masonic, your Freemasonry is the great unifier, Mm -hmm. right? We can say, we say, look, you can believe in whatever you want, keep your opinions about it to yourself. Mm -hmm. We don't discuss it in Lodge. That way there, we can all be friends together, mm-hmm. and you know we wouldn't otherwise. No contention. There, yeah, there'd be no other reason for us to get together because of mm. our you know, religious differences, but here you can do that. I would have to say this is probably, um, it's probably still true today. I don't think there's anything yeah. changed from that. Uh, that's no. pretty much a main charge right there. Yeah, and it's particularly relevant today, I think. <laughs> Greg Schultz, I'm dying laughing. Please keep reading. I am going to keep reading. This sucks to read. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to, believe it or not, I'm actually trying to uh, make this modernized as I go because a lot of these words in here are, they're, they're shortened, they're, yeah. they're written or said in a specific way of like old English, I guess. Yeah. You say. And you got to be careful as you're reading too. I mean, he's probably yeah. keeping it in his head as he goes a little bit ahead and censoring himself because this is a transcription of Anderson's book of constitutions and yes. there, you know, you got to be careful. <laughs> we can't just blindly start reading things that the rest of the world shouldn't know. Correct. No. <laughs> uh, two of the civil magistrate, supreme and subordinate. This one is where we're going to, we're going to have to unpack this one. Okay. Uh, because I think this is slightly different than our modern. All right. A mason is a peaceable subject to the civil powers wherever he resides or works and is never to be concerned in plots and conspiracies against the peace and welfare of the nation, nor to behave himself undutiful to inferior magistrates. For as masonry hath been always injured by war, bloodshed, and confusion, this is true, mm-hmm. uh, so ancient kings and princes have been much disposed to the encourage to encourage the craftsmen because of their peaceableness and loyalty, whereby they practically answered the cav- cavils of their adversaries and 
promoted the honor of the fraternity. Okay. That's the end of that section. Oh, you're still going. Whoever whoever flourished in times of peace. So that if a brother should be uh, should be a rebel against the state, he is not to be countenanced in his rebellion. However, he may be pitied as an unhappy man, and if convicted of no other crime, though the loyal brotherhood must and ought to disown his rebellion and give no umbrage or ground of political jealousy to the government for the time being. They cannot expel him from the lodge, and his relation to it remains indefeasible. Okay. So basically, as long as he's not guilty of any kind of treasonous act or, Uh, you know, found guilty of rebellion or sedition or something like that, you can still be a Mason. You can, your brothers should still. So, uh, I mean, that's how I read it. I don't know. It's it's interesting because it says here on the top, so that if a brother should be a rebel against the state, he is not to be countenanced in his rebellion. In other words, you can't right. you can't charge him, you know, pull his dues cards in modern case, uh, from being part of the rebellion. Yeah, countenance kind of what recognizing. I, yeah, okay, right. Yeah. You shouldn't be if he's going to be a rebel of the state, right? He's going to go against the government and join the revolution. Okay. of the United States. The masonry can't kick him out. It's kind of what I'm picking up on. Right, that it shouldn't be... They should take it as he's an unhappy man, and that's why he's being a rebel. Right. Uh, if he's convicted of no other crime... Right. Through, In other words, in other words, okay, so if he rebels, he's mm-hmm. that's that's treason. Let's be real. You're treasoning, you're treasoning against yeah. the local magistrate, your local government. That's treason. Yeah. But as long as he doesn't have any other crime... <laughs> That's how you're reading it? Okay. I mean, yeah, it, no, That's what it says. So. If he's convicted of no... Because it says... Hold on. I'll read it again. However, he may be pitied as an unhappy man. And if convicted of no other crime, through, uh, though the loyal brotherhood must and ought to disown his rebellion. So they can't throw him out of the craft, but they can say... We don't agree with We that. don't agree with what yeah, he's doing. not right, yeah. And give him no umbrage or ground of political jealousy to the government for the, that time being. Give hmm. him no umbrage or ground of political jealousy. I'm pick. I'm trying to have a ground of political jealousy. I'm not really. Uh, uh, what's umbrage? Let's just look up the word umbrage. I'm going to look up the word umbrage. Uh, or ground of political jealousy to the government for the time being. They and cannot I know this word too. Somebody's going to yell at me. I'm sure. Yeah. Probably my wife. That's a, that's a tough offense one. Offense or annoyance. And give no annoyance. I'm trying to or offense. Yeah. So she took no umbrage at his remarks, meaning I took no offense at his remarks. Okay. So what it's basically saying is, uh, if the government, no, I, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. They cannot expel him for the lodge, and his mm-hmm. relation to it remains indefeasible, which means they can't... He's still a member of the craft. Still a member of the craft. Interesting. Yeah. So basically, they can say, hey, man, what you're doing is wrong, but... Okay. Worship Brother Joseph Schultz, you can file grievances against the government, but not take rebellious action. Okay. That's one way to read it, too. That's one way to read it. Sure. Uh, Greg Schultz. Uh, the way that you're reading it is like, you can get convicted of treason, and that's cool, as long as you're not like, you know... <laughs> Well, publicly urinating or something. So time. let's look at it this way, okay? Um, masonry is worldwide, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're a Mason, and let's say you live in Iran. Okay. Picking up what I'm putting down. Yes. The government is against Freemasonry. So if you are in open rebellion against the government, are you violating your Masonic oath? Um, no, not according to this particular interpretation. So, if the government of the United States or any other government... What is that banging noise? I thought somebody came in, but I could be wrong. Um, anyway, it's freaking me out. not going to lie. If... Okay, so if the United States government decided we don't like masonry anymore, mm-hmm. and we as masons, not as masons, but we, you know, it's individual human beings decided yeah no that's not cool and we decided to rebel against our government should freemasonry hold us accountable for rebellion think about it <laughs> that's where i'm going with this um 
you know, this day and age, based on the charges that I was given, yes. Right, but that's... But back, you know, Franklin's interpretation of Anderson's constitutions, it would seem no. Mm. So masonry should not take any action against... So, yeah, it's a little bit of a gray area. Worship Brother Greg Schultz says, is the Constitution the legal authority? What if the government runs counter to the Constitution? Uh, counter to the Constitution in the United States? Yes. Yeah, so... Is it treason? It's a funny area, uh, right? Should we really be discussing this? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the reason why I bring this up is because you now see from where our charges are in modern right. day, yep. where it says you're going to be a peaceful citizen, you're not going to countenance rebellion, you're right. not supposed to do it, not rebellion, but uh, I think it even says in here, plots and conspiracies, which yeah. is pulled right into our... Oh, yeah. Um, it's almost verbatim. It's almost verbatim, yeah. right? Yep. But you're noticing that, you know, he... No, so Ben Franklin came out and said this, but then if you notice, he kind of walked he manipulates it, it a little. He kind bit, of right? walked it back a little bit, yeah. right? Whereas our our charges today don't really do that. So yeah. you're seeing the. That's why I'm trying to. So you're not the countenance rebellion. That would be bad, but not that bad. <laughs> he walked it <laughs> back a little. Still bit. Still be amazing, be right? Level. Yeah. So it's just interesting. The the wording is much different than our modern charges. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, they've been rewritten so many times and, right. you know, modernized from a linguistic standpoint, yeah. Correct. Uh, let's do section three of lodges. A lodge is a place where masons assemble and work. Hence, that assembly or duly organized society of masons is called a lodge, and every brother ought to be ought, and ought to belong to one and to be subject to its bylaws and the general regulations. Uh, so basically, it's probably like our rules and regulations, yeah. general regulations, they called it then. So you can't be a Mason unless you're a member of a lodge, which is correct. familiar. Uh-huh. Um, it is either particular or general and will be best understood by attending it and by the regulations of the general or grand lodge hereunto annexed. Okay. Uh, it's pretty similar to what we just say. So, yeah, lo- uh, so you. In order to be a Mason, you have to be a member of a lodge. That gives its fealty to a Grand Lodge. And that lodge is governed by its own set of bylaws, and the Grand Lodge has its own set of rules and regs and bylaws as well. Yep. Makes sense. Same, I mean, verbatim us. Yep. Um, In ancient times, no no master or fellow could be absent from it, especially when warranted to appear at it without incurring a severe censure Mm -hmm. until it appear to the master and wardens that pure necessity hindered him. Interesting. Yeah, so you really have to be at Lodge back then. <laughs> yeah. Like Especially dating. if the master said, yo, you got to be at Lodge. Yeah. So from, from what I'm gathering, either a master or a fellow craft uh, couldn't be absent from it. Mm-hmm. They had to be there. Yep. And Master Mason, and I, when they say master, they don't mean worshipful master. Yeah, they mean, they mean master, master Mason or fellow craft. Um, in ancient times, no master or fellow could be absent from it, especially when war- warned to appear at it. I'm assuming that's the same as a summons. Like a bus. summons, yeah. yeah. Um, without incurring a severe censure, which means they shut you up, basically, right? Well, Censures, or they yell at you, yeah. Or they yell at you. Um, some penalty is basically what it comes down to. Uh, it's unclear whether he, when he says ancient, he means like operative masonry, ancient, ancient or like times. ancient, like 1600s, 1500s kind of deal. Right. Um, the person admitted members of a lodge must be good and true men, free born and of mature and discreet age. Mm-hmm. No bondmen, no women. What's bondmen? Oh, slaves. Uh, yeah. Um, bonded to someone else. Yep. Uh, no women, no immoral or scandalous men. Joe's out. <laughs> <laughs> but of good report. Uh, pretty much, I mean, for the most part, you know, I mean, we, I think our modern ritual with the exception we, of, we couple, took the freeborn thing out. There's one lodge that I know keeps the freeborn just because again, it, it also falls down to lodge tradition and the wording and mm-hmm. certain things. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this lodge still does it again. The guy who used to do the, is this uh, one of those lodges that's also has dispensation from Grand Lodge to do other things that are no. traditional? Okay. No, I'm actually talking about King Hiram 12th on the road. Oh. But now, but the guy who used to, when I used to go see their degrees, because I haven't been there in forever, I couldn't tell you. But when I would see their degrees, George, uh, Worship Brother George, War, George Ward. Okay. 
he's probably in his well late 90s by now mm-hmm. uh, but when he was you know 10 12 years ago he was still older but he was still able to get around and do degrees and he used to say it in his ritual i don't know if it was carried on through you know um through the lodge i don't know if that was a lodge tradition or that was just his way of doing it because we know as it must have been because i think they took that wording out quite some time ago well we know oh uh joseph schultz bondsmen were indentured servants awesome um but uh you know how, like, when we as Masons, we learn the ritual, right? Mm-hmm. We learn the ritual when we learn the ritual when we were master, right? We learn it from members of our lodge, yeah. But then, well, not only that, well, but now you, after you've, book, you've read our book, right? Yep. You read your ritual book, yep. and then what do they do in four years? They freaking update it, and they take words out and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. So now you perfect, remember yeah. the ritual yep. as you were learned it, yeah, no. and it just yep. sticks with you. Yep. They've so, already done that once since I've been a Mason. That's what I'm saying. So now, like... <laughs> Like for oh, real quick, and we'll get back in this. Like for instance, like now you have to retile the lodge when you come back from labor to refreshment. I didn't have to do that when I was freaking master. Um, now they're like, well, you didn't tile the lodge. I'm like, uh, I totally understand why. Though. I understand yeah. why, but it but wasn't, yeah, it wasn't there. Like that so now they're asking me to do it. I'm like, ah, no, I don't. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, you do. But you do. He's like, well, see here, here's my you ritual book. You gotta look at a real find it. Yeah. He's like, uh, no, this is the updated 2014. Yours is from 1956, <laughs> George. <laughs> but it's true though, and that's what ends up happening where certain words will stick in a in a yep. ritual. Yeah, so it's not even lodge tradition so much as just you know, you, yeah, you and, learned it a different way. And uh, worship brother Greg Schultz is the same thing. If you learn it the wrong way, that sticks with you too. Oh yeah, I can tell you how many times I've done that. When you're like, I do the obligation, I think I'm like hot shit, right? I think I nailed the obligation, and then then somebody else will come up, like Perry, who yeah. did it last year, and I'm like. Damn it, I missed that word. <laughs> Super butterfly. I never said that word. No, no, that was Ryan. Uh, was it Ryan? Oh, that I was thought it, Ryan I thought Nordstrom. It was Saxton for some reason. No, I would, okay. I would say, I don't know, I'm not going to get into the obligation, but there was a certain word that I said wrong, and I didn't realize it until somebody else said it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he that said wrong. that wrong. <laughs> he said that wrong. So now I go in the book, and I'm looking, because I got the vocabulary, right, because yeah. it's all coded with like yeah. numbers and stuff, right? Go in the back of the book, I'm like, God damn it, I've been saying it for yeah. Like we six all do years it. been saying this freaking word. We all do it, man. I'm guilty of the same thing. Uh, Matt Hag, 77. If you teach it the wrong way, it's even worse and tends to carry on those who's being taught. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, if you're mentoring other brothers in ritual, and it's like yeah. you could be misinforming them as well. If you foo by the ritual to somebody else and then they learn it the way you learned it, you're just carrying on the same yeah, mistake, exactly. which brings me to a point is read the book. Yes. Learn your ritual and perfect it. Well, read the book if you can in your particular jurisdiction. I know in some jurisdictions it's all completely mm. encoded and you're reliant on the brothers of the lodge to help. Or just you practice know, your yeah. ritual because you can get rusty. Like sometimes you got to knock the dust off, yeah, you know? I know. I'm also guilty of that. I tried doing the G lecture, uh, geometry lecture the without, other day. Without studying it. With, without studying yeah. it. I hit it pretty close but i get stuck on certain words yeah so. i'll drop entire paragraphs if i screw up and don't uh, refresh yeah. my memory on things before i deliver them so yeah you know what i do is i don't know dyslexia whatever the hell's wrong with my brain it's but not i'll dyslexia. actually take paragraphs and i'll flip them yeah that's not you ever dyslexia. do that yeah. yeah that's just i know what you're gonna say yeah. stupid I no I'm not, I, I was gonna say that that's just completely <laughs> normal we all do it i've done no. that before where i'll like read it and then i'll like Oh, uh, shit. It was the line before, but now you already screwed it up, so what do you do? He doesn't say that in Open Lodge, ladies and gentlemen. What's I mean, it? do I, you? <laughs> I, when delivering ritual? No, not delivering ritual, okay, no. Okay, all right. Uh, there might have been an F-bomb when I went downstairs afterward, like after we're... Uh, yeah. uh, anyway, let's move into the next one here. And we have uh, of Masters, Wardens, Fellows, and Apprentices. So, again, Masters of the Lodge, Masters is all capitalized yep. in this. Yeah. Wardens, all capitalized. Fellows yep. is first letter capitalized, the rest of it's lowercase. So, you can see how they distinguish between Master of a Lodge, yep. Wardens, and Master. You know, Master Masons and Fellows. And tracks. Fellows and yep. Apprentices were all lowercase. So, this is basically rules for the leadership of the Lodge. Correcto. Yep. All preferment among Masons is... Is it you? I'm going to beat my children in the corner over here. They're making noise. You can't say that. 
All preferment among Masons is ground upon real worth and personal merit only. That is, that so the lords may be well served, the brethren not put to shame, nor the royal craft despised. Therefore, no master or warden is chosen by seniority, but for his merit. Oh, uh-huh. what have I been saying for friggin' years that yeah. I hate progressive lines? Yeah, well, so did Benjamin Franklin. So did Benjamin. You know what? Thank yeah. you, Brother Benjamin. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It fits George's narrative. Now I need to go visit his grave. Just to leave a rose down there. Like, you know what? Thank you. Dr. Franklin, thank you. Well, I mean, he believed this in, like, uh, just in his, like, general philosophy on life, too, right? He was a big, like, renaissance man, like, advocate of, you know, go out and figure it out for yourself. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to his grave. I'm uh, going to actually exhume it a little bit. What? No. Move the stone. I'm going to go. You can't dig him up, man. Thank you, Dr. Franklin. (laughs) You know what exhume means, right? You can't dig up Ben Franklin's grave. That's, that's not how you honor the man. What's uh, wrong with you? Uh, it is impossible to describe these things in writing, and every brother must attend uh, attend in his place and learn them by way peculiar to his to this fraternity. Mm-hmm. Only candidates may know that no master should take an apprentice unless he has sufficient employment for him. Right, so um, he's got to have time. Yep. And unless he be a perfect youth, having no maim or defect in his body, uh, right. that may render him capable of learning the art of serving his master, Lord, capitalized, uh, which means Jesus. Uh, oh, it's capital? Okay, yeah. yeah. So the, uh, the Lord, yes. Yep. Right. Uh, and of being made a brother. And when then a fellow craft. Oh, they did have fellow craft, but they call them just fellows for short. Um, but it does say fellow hyphen craft. So mm-hmm. uh, in due time, uh, even after he has served such a term of years as a custom of the country directs. Okay, so they're saying that you have to serve years before being before made being mason. made a master. Um, like a master of the lodge or a master, master mason. mason. Okay, yeah. So I think that was like typical of the time, right? Like it was not a month between degrees, right? right. Like you were spending time and putting a lot of study and a lot of work and probably assisting the the lodge and stuff like that before being made a member and becoming, you know, a fellow crafter or a master mason. So that's right. typical. I totally get that. But. And the the way they're making it sound, too, is that no master should take an apprentice unless he has sufficient right. employment for him, which means... I don't know if that means, like, <clears throat> you shouldn't, as a master of a lodge, you shouldn't initiate a new candidate unless you have time. Or yeah, that's what he's saying. Don't, them. like, so a master mason would be the one, according to this, would be the one to right. give out, I mean, I guess, a blue form petition, as we do in Connecticut. Yeah. Can you just like show a mentor? Yeah. <laughs> Can you just see, like, uh, George Washington be like, here, fill out this form. Fill out this blue form, <laughs> this mimeograph. Yeah. No, but that's what it's basically saying is is no master should take an apprentice unless you're going to put him to use, in a sense. Well, yeah. Like, and, you're going to mentor him. You're going to hold his hand through the process. You're going to hold like, his I hand totally through the process. I totally agree with that. That's totally pretty much that. what I'm gathering from yep. it. Uh, and then it says, and then a fellow craft in due time, even after he has served such a term as the custom of the well, excuse me, country directs that mm-hmm. he should be a, a descended of honest parents so that uh, that's so when otherwise qualified, he may arrive to the honor of being the warden and then the master of lodge, the grand warden, and at length the grand master of all the lodges uh, according to his merit. I see what he's saying, and this is advice that I've been given by other, like, older members of my lodge as well, like, masonically older, right? Like, you know, past district deputies and mm. past uh, grand line officers and past grand masters, which is when you bring a new brother into the lodge, even if you hand somebody a petition, would you feel comfortable with this person eventually becoming the master of your lodge? Or the Grand Master of the State of Connecticut, because that's what you're doing. Or when you vote for somebody as warden, are you comfortable with that person eventually running the watch? Follow. No, I'm picking up what he's putting down. Yeah. No brother can be a warden until he has passed the part of the fellow craft 
nor a master until he has acted as a warden, nor mm-hmm. grand warden until he has been master of the lodge, nor grandmaster unless he has been a fellow craft before his election, who is also to be nobly born or a gentleman of the best fashion or some eminent scholar or some curious architect or other artist descended from honest parents and who is of singular great merit in the opinion of the lodges as and for the better the easier and for the better and easier and more honorable discharge of his office the grandmaster has a power to choose his own deputy grandmaster Okay. Who must be then, or must have been formerly a master of a particular lodge, and has the privilege of acting what's, where, whatsoever the grandmaster, his principal, should act, unless the said principal be present or interpose his authority by letter. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a lot to shit. unpack. But let's pick this apart, because yeah. I heard some, some key points in there. One being, you can't be the master of a lodge unless you're a past warden. Correct. That's... The same as it is today in our jurisdiction and probably in most jurisdictions in the U.S. because really these constitutions represent right. the kind of formation of Freemasonry in this country. Right. The other is, um, let's see, you can't be a grandmaster unless you were a... Been a fellow craft before his election. Before your election. So okay. I wonder, so, I wonder, and this let me just... Pick this yeah, all. Okay. Let me just yep. pick this apart from what I think. And again, I'm kind of going off of what I've seen from the Morningstar minutes. Yep. That I think everyone from entered apprentice to fellow craft to master mason was a Freemason. Like everyone was considered, everybody had a vote, everybody had a say. So, which means is, so the way that Morningstar picked it apart was they would open lodge on the entered apprentice, mm-hmm. close that, move to fellow craft. They would do their right. business on fellow craft, close that. Especially Masters. considering you had like a lot of entered apprentices right, and fellow right, right. crafts coming to regular meetings. Yeah. Right. So so my assumption is is that I guess anybody could be uh, I guess you could ascend to a what say no brother can be a warden until he has passed the part of a fellow craft. Nor a master until he has acted as a warden. We do that right, right now. Yep. But if you pick up what it says, no brother can be a warden until he is past the part of a fellow craft, which means, technically speaking, a fellow craft could have sat in the lower could chairs. Could be a warden, yeah. But no, no, he couldn't be a warden because he had to pass a fellow craft before he could become oh, a warden. So basically, you have to be a master. But any of the lower chairs could have been fellow craft. Right. Below a warden. Yeah. If, if that's what I'm reading here. Yeah. Uh, and then you have. Uh, nor the Grand Warden until he has been a master of a lodge, which is... Well, here's the other thing. There's still lodge bylaws, right? So the constitutions are one thing, but I think most lodge bylaws say that, hey, you have to be a master mason to be an officer. Well... I would imagine. uh, Not for for anything, though. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they lay it all out, man. Uh, One of the other things there, though, is... And I think this is where... Um, keep in mind that at the time Ben Franklin took this book of constitution, this arrived here in the United States with mm-hmm. him, right? So he was taking a lot of this uh, knowledge from Europe, from uh, Great Britain yep. in particular. Mm-hmm. The way that they saw Freemasonry, especially back then, was a little bit different than us today. Right. So he was saying you have to be, well, obviously freeborn, but also a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, some kind of architect or artist or uh, philosopher or something, right? Uh, let's see here. Uh, the grandmaster, unless he be a fellow craft before right. his election, so you could be a. So you have to be at least a fellow craft to right. be the grandmaster. Interesting. Uh, who is also to be nobly born yeah. or a gentleman of the best fashion? No, mm-hmm. again, a gentleman. Uh, back in these times, I mean, you had your... your the landed gentry. Somebody who had money. Somebody had prestige. money. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Or some eminent scholar. Yep. So, which means somebody who's, you know, scholarly or does, you know, statesman shit, I yeah. guess you could Research, say. Research, yeah. Uh, or some curious architect, which means an c- architect who made buildings and who's stuff. curious. Or an artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, descended from honest parents. Right. What the hell? Yeah, but I mean, if you, I think those are all like inclusive terms. So, like, you can't be a common man 
Yeah, you couldn't be a common you man can't be to a be digger. a grand. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, to be a grandmaster or to be a mason. That was to be a grandmaster, unless okay. he's been fellow. That's craft how you before. read that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of like speaking to becoming so, a mason in particular. No, no, no. This is just talking to the higher chairs of Freemasonry. Okay. Um, your wardens and your masters and your grandmasters and your grand okay. wardens and stuff. All right. I mean, that that's fair. But, but anybody could be a mason. Um, right. Now, the curious thing that I find is that this clearly from if i'm reading this correctly shows that there was a interesting peck that hierarchy en entered apprentices and fellow crafts had the same i guess you could say powers of a master mason in our modern times but entered apprentices had their own in a sense lodge fellow crafts had their own in a sense lodge and master masons had their own I guess lodge, right? So you're picking it. That's like lodge three different a lodge. Yeah, three different crafts or three different levels had. I don't know. I, I kind of like this. Their own rights and privileges. We're well, in so much of a rush to get to Master Mason yeah. because you don't got any privileges. Well, you're not allowed to vote. You know, this is you can't hold a chair. But this is showing that. So I, I kind of like. Keep this. in mind, back then there were so many men who wanted to become Masons. You had a ton of EAs waiting to become fellow crafts. You had a ton of fellow crafts waiting to become Master Masons. Right. Just by ver just just by numbers alone. Right, so you could afford to do things like, hey, you guys are gonna like work your butts off for the next year, and then maybe if you're lucky, you'll become fellow crafts. And, I like really... they lose maybe a couple to attrition, but like nowadays, fine, if though. you did that, that's fine though, because I, I, I think know. everybody expects shit to just be handed to them. No, I, I you should totally have to agree. work for it. You should have to bust your ass for it. I I agree, but I think that's why things were were like that back then, and why you could write a book that says this is the way things are going to be because right. you had so many men that were coming to the craft. And we're willing to do those kinds of things. If I just, just on a side note, I just wanted to say, like, I really, I would like this. If it, I, I wish we can go back to these ancient times, ancient times, like I'm talking about <laughs> the structure of masonry. I wish we can go back to this type of setup. And I'll tell you why, because I think people would appreciate the craft a hell of a lot more. Because I'm sorry, I mean, I, no names, no, no lodges, no nothing attached. But I've seen so many elections where people don't get the next chair because they didn't get voted there and just yeah. go into a full-on freaking temper tantrum yeah. because they wanted a chair that they didn't put the work into and didn't put the time into and just expected it to be handed to them. Fair point. I'm just making a point. I'm sure you, just like me, had a bossed our ass to get to the next chair. Yeah. We had to learn yeah. that ritual. We didn't have anything spoon-fed or handed to them. A lot of that comes down and to then you wonder why. Too, and then you wonder why lodges are going tits up because they're, you yeah. know, they're, they're reading ritual out of the book. And it's it's... I like this this setup only because it makes the entered apprentice, the fellow craft, and the master mason all inclusive. Where mm -hmm. yeah, you could be an entered apprentice and take a chair, or a fellow craft, you can take a chair because now mm -hmm. it's hyping you up that you know what, even though it may take me a year to become master mason, I can still sit in a chair and do all the things. And I think that would engage masons more of the lower degree rather than just rush, 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 get through my damn degrees, and then there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Um, Same thing I, I feel about pass about becoming a master of a lodge. Right. You rush, rush, rush to get through all these freaking chairs. You become a past master, and what happens? Poof, gone. I mean, I'm still here. It's because I dragged you up here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. But I mean, me. would you say what's the dropout rate um, of of a fellow craft or an entered apprentice that has to wait longer than three months? Oh, I don't know if 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 there is any. Data it dramatically that, drops. I would imagine, yeah, it would. It probably would. The but longer you make why, people wait, the but why does it drop though? The attrition rate. Why does it drop though? Because, because they probably it, wouldn't make good masons to begin with. <laughs> true, I'm sure. Yes, there's that that aspect <laughs> I hate to of say it. it. But, but the other part of it is that a entered apprentice in a fellow craft can't do shit in a lodge. They can't vote. Yeah. Okay. They can't enough. hand out petitions. They can't. Uh, they can't take a chair, so they're just I, I don't sitting know on the sidelines. Then you could do that. I think most lodge according to this, are, you could though. Well, according to the Anderson's Book of Constitutions, but that's not the only you know governing doctrine of Freemasonry, even back then in this country. So I don't, I don't know. Right. I think it would be interesting to look at the date that that came into print here in the United States. Right. And then go back to some of our local lodges that have been, you know, long-standing lodges and look at some of the minutes and right. see if, you know, maybe that was actually being done back then. 
Right. I think there's virtues in how we've changed things over the years, though. Mm-hmm. Because right now, if we required grandmasters to be descended from nobility or like architects or some crap like that, Joe's out. Well, yeah, but we would have like missed out on some really, really good grandmasters. I love you, Joe, but you're off today, so you're getting your ass picked on. Mm, I guess so. But you know what? Um, one of our recent grandmasters who we're good friends with, who's loved by all, he wasn't one of those professions that was mentioned. So he would yeah. have never been able to become grandmaster if you know we still abided by those those same rules. Sure. So, I mean, I guess there's. There's goods and bads about mm. all of these sections, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about in the, the straight structure of allowing inner apprentices and fellow crafts to actually do Have something. And, yeah, okay. Do yeah, something. I'm behind that. Um, <clears throat> section five of management. They can do something. They can fix the lodge up. Ah, they can participate right. in work days. They can clean the kitchen. I'm just mm. kidding. No. No. Um, that's fine if you're going to do that, but you also should give them something to do in Lodge, too. Don't just make them your freaking... Right. Yeah, I mean, give them opportunities to help, but also give them opportunities to have a voice and make yeah. a difference. That's Absolutely. Important. Like, we don't... You don't want just entered apprentices doing everything for the Lodge, throwing out your garbage yeah. and everything, because you're going to be like, fuck this. Yeah. Um, of management in the craft in working. There we go. This is going to get interesting. All Masons shall work honestly on working days that they are to live credibly on holy days, uh, be your Sundays and your, your holidays or Christian holidays or whatever holidays you belong to. Yeah. Um, and the time appointed by the law of the land or confirmed by custom shall be observed. Most expert of the fellow craftsmen shall be chosen or appointed the master. Picking up what I just said. Wait. The most expert of the fellow craftsmen Mm -hmm. shall be chosen or appointed the master or the overseer of the Lord's work who is to be called master capitalized. So, okay. So I'm picking this up. So from what I'm gathering here, there was no master Mason degree. There was fellow craftsmen and you became a master Mason when you became a master uh, of a lodge. I don't think that's correct. I. It's kind of the way I'm reading it here. Uh, I mean, go, Maybe, granted, this is this is 1734. So I'm yeah, clear. That's, like that's what I'm trying. I'm trying uh, to like think yeah. back to then and be like, well, I'm trying to get 1804, which is when our lodge was made, right. out of my head because it did say master masons at that point. Yeah. So I'm like wondering if like 1734, since. you know. There was a it's different... possible. Well, he also, I mean, that's when he brought the book over, or had it reprinted or whatever. But I Correct. mean, this was from England prior to that. Uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there was a master mason degree even in England prior to 1734. Mm. It do, you're right, though. It does kind of sound right. like it does seem it all, like that. and like the the end be all of becoming a member of your lodge is right. fellowcraft. Uh, the overseer of the Lord's work, who is to be called master, capitalized yep. by those that work under him the craftsmen are to avoid all ill language <laughs> yeah uh, and to call each other by no disobbling name disobbling name that's an interesting word spell it uh, d-i-s yeah. o-b l-i-g-i-n-g disobbling yeah i don't know no, you can't call him an asshole. Basically, it's pretty Yeah, bad. okay, let's All say right. that. By no other asshole name. But brother or fellow, and to behave themselves courteously within and without the lodge. The master, knowing himself to be, uh, knowing himself to be able of cunning, shall undertake the Lord's work and reasonably, as reasonably as possible and truly to spend his goods as if they were his own, nor to give more wages to any brother or apprentice that he uh, really may deserve. So it's just basically saying the master shouldn't be playing favorites. It's kind of what I'm gathering. Right. Give everybody yeah. able, you know, use your 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 brain to uh, undertake the Lord's work as reasonably as possible, uh, and truly to spend his goods as if they were his own. In other words, give you know, give his Give a shoe, basically, if you want to, somebody who needs it. It's kind of what I'm gathering. Yeah, and take charity in and take treat charity, it as yeah, your yeah. own money. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, you know. Yeah. And, and nor to give wages to any brother or apprentice that has 
that he really may deserve. So it's basically saying is don't give more to one and not the other. Right. That they deserve. Anyway. Be fair. Mm-hmm. Both the master and the masons receiving their wages justly shall be faithful to the Lord, honestly finish their work, their tasks, and journey, uh, nor put the work to task that hath been accustomed to journey. Okay, so basically this is pretty much, uh, he's talking about master's uh, privileges and prerogatives. Right. Um, that's pretty, they're just using different words, so. I think that's no different than what he's talking about today. No, yeah, so, I mean, we have those today as well. We might have to break this into a two-parter. What are we at right now? Four. <laughs> no, I mean, like, time-wise. Uh, we're at the hour time. mark right oh, now. Oh, okay. We're, we're going to have to break it into two. <laughs> yeah, because the next part of this is uh, behavior. I mean, we could skip through some of this. This is mostly just structure stuff of management and craft doesn't work. Let's get down to the behavior because okay. these are short little blurbs. We'll yep. do this. And then we'll uh, we'll cut it short, but um, let's move into. Uh, and you're welcome to look at this. It's online; anybody can find this. But let's go behavior in lodge while constituted. Mm-hmm. You are not to hold private committees, nor a separate conversation, without leave from the master, nor any talk of anything in particular or unseemly, nor to interrupt the master, or wardens, or any brother speaking to the master, nor be nor behave yourself ludicrously or jesting while the lodge is engaged in what is a serious and solemn, uh, nor use any unbecoming language upon any pre, uh, pretense whatsoever, but to pay due reverence to your master, wardens, and fellows, and put them to worship. <clears throat> and if any complaint to be brought, the brother found guilty shall stand to the award and determination of the lodge, who are the proper and competent judges of all such controversies, uh, unless you carry it to an appeal to the Grand Lodge, and you know, whatever, it goes up the freaking, you know, yeah. shit rolls uphill from there. Yep. Um, but anyway, basically, so, so what's he saying is you're, you know, don't be an a-hole in Lodge. Yeah, it's no different than today, right? right? You can't, if you're, there's no, like, discussion. You're not supposed to, like, chit-chat with your mm. neighbor during open Lodge. Like, if you want to address the craft, you get up and address the craft through the master with permission, or you right. address the master, you don't interrupt. Yeah, it's all right. standard. And realistically, if, you, and what it basically is saying is, if you're found guilty, you will stand to the award and determination of Lodge. In other words, you're not going to yep. piss and moan at the Lodge that you, they found you guilty or yeah, innocent no, or whatever. It's basically it anti-Masonic conduct, and the Lodge can Correct. figure out how best to deal with it, and you can always appeal to Grand Lodge, sure, but, you know. It's this usually, one's interesting. Usually it's up to the local Lodge. Point two, behavior after the Lodge or over in the Brethren Not Gone. So this is Lodge is closed. You're upstairs kind of just milling about, hanging around, doing your thing. Having a couple beers. You may whatever. enjoy yourself with innocent mirth. <laughs> Innocent mirth. So that's like ball busting. That's like what we do, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Innocent mirth. <laughs> that's why I laughed. <laughs> Treating one another according to uh, to ability, but avoiding all excess or forcing any brother to eat or drink beyond his inclination. <laughs> wow. Forcing other brothers to eat or drink. That's kind of messy. Or up. hindering him from going when his occasions call him or right. doing or saying anything offensive or that may forbid an easy and free conversation for that would blast our harmony and defeat mm-hmm. our laudable purposes. Yeah. So he's basically saying it's okay to ball bust. Yeah. But don't make it. Do yeah. Don't yeah. make it a, don't bust somebody's ball so hard that they want to punch you in the face. Basically yeah. is what I'm gathering. Yep. Don't cause disharmony. Just joke around. Right. That's fine. And you can eat and drink, but don't do it to excess and make sure that if somebody wants to leave, you're not like peer pressuring them into right. staying because you know, they got lives outside of lodge. Therefore, no private peaks or quarrels must be brought within the door of the lodge, Mm -hmm. far less any quarrels about religion or nations or state policy, we being only as Masons from the Catholic religion above mentioned. Uh, Mm. Again, that's the predominant religion religion at the time. Yeah, who was writing Uh, this. We are also all nations, tongues, kindreds, and languages, and are resolved against all politics as we yet never conducted to the welfare of the lodge, nor ever will. This charge has been always strictly injured and observed, but especially ever since the Reformation in Britain, Reformation. or Reformation yeah. in Britain, or the descent in a, uh, or the descent 
or secession of these nations from the communion of Rome. Interesting. Okay. Communion of Rome. That's what it says. Communion of Rome. Hmm. Uh, behavior. When brethren meet with strangers, but not in lodge formed. Okay. Uh, you are to salute one another in a courteous manner. Nah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You don't flip yep, the bird. Just like that. Um, you will be instructed calling each other brother. Freely give mutual instruction as shall be thought expedient without being overseen or overheard and with encroaching upon each other or derog or de degradation, excuse me. Right. It was split word hyphen, not my fault. Um, from that respect in which is due any brother where he not a Mason for all Masons are as brethren upon the same level. Yet masonry takes no honor from him, from a man that he had ever before. Yea, rather it adds to his honor, especially if he has deserved well of brotherhood who must give honor to whom it is due and avoid ill manners. Jesus Christ. Okay, so that I, I think I got all that. <laughs> and it was way more verbose than it needed to be. Yeah, but no, they added shit. I think it's basically, you know, treat everyone with respect. Um Obviously, treat your brothers with respect if you see them on the road, and if you can communicate Masonically with them, you can do that as long as you're not overheard or overseen. Makes sense, right? It's no right. different than today. Mm -hmm. But more especially, you know, make sure that you treat everybody with that same respect in public. Right. Because that's what the fraternity teaches. Right. I think that's a paraphrase of right. all of that. Pretty much. I think you pretty much hit the spot on that. Yep. paragraph, but yeah. Uh, behavior in the presence of strangers, not masons. You shall be cautious in your words and carriage that mm -hmm. the most penetrating stranger should not be able to discover or find out what is not proper to be in imitated. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you shall divert a discourse and manage it prudently for the honor of the worshipful fraternity. <clears throat> uh, we're going to get into this last one. And again, I'd like to challenge all masons to read this. Even if you're not mason, this is an Awesome. First off, it's from Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. He was freaking genius of his time. Yeah, very, very well versed and worded. So, and, definitely check um, this out. We did a, um, we did like an expose, like a kind of a reading that our historian did. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Brother Bob Dore at our at my home lodge, and he actually like read the the constitutions and basically showed that. The Constitution of the United States was patterned after this. Mm. And it makes sense. Like, his yeah. points made sense. So read it. If you do choose to read this document, it is a difficult read. But if you choose to read it, I urge you to think about if you're, you know, you know, you live here in the United States. Think about the United States Constitution and the formation right. of the government, which didn't exist at that time. Right. And read it in that light. And I think you'll see some, some parallels there. Yeah, I'm getting tired. Last one. Uh, five o'clock, dude. I'm freaking beat. <laughs> Behavior towards a strange brother. This is interesting. Okay. You are to cautiously examine him in such a method as prudence shall, dis shall direct you, mm -hmm. that you may not be imposed upon by an ignorant false pretender whom you are to reject with contempt or derision. Derision, thank yeah. you. Uh, and beware of giving him any hints of knowledge. So this is somebody mm -hmm. who claims that they're a brother. So this is tricky anyway. Sure. This is tricky anyway right. because how do you kind of quiz somebody on masonry without giving anything away about right. masonry? And we have ways, but yes. back then I don't know if they did. Maybe. They had to have come up with something. Yeah. I mean, they also did have the pig pen cipher. Yeah. They could have had and handed him a freaking pig pen cipher and be like, here, decode this. Yeah, but if you have to put in your book of constitutions, you know, like be careful about how you examine right. somebody that you may or may not, you know, that you may not know is a Mason. Mm. Um, I don't know. Right. 
I don't know if they had <clears throat> means of recognition like we have today. I'm going to read this last paragraph and then uh, I'm going to leave it up for everybody else. But uh, you are, if you are, but if you were to discover him to be a true and genuine brother, you are to respect him accordingly. Mm-hmm. And if he is in want, you must relieve him if you can, mm-hmm. or else direct him how he may be relieved. Uh, you must employ him some days, or else recommend to him to be employed. So in other words, you got to find him a job or, yeah, or if he help needs him something, find a job, yeah, right? give him some food or water or rest or lodging or whatever, because that's right. what we would do anyway. Right. But you are not charged to do beyond your ability. And this is straight right. out of the EA right here. Yep. Yep. Um, only to prefer a, a poor brother that is a good man and true before any other poor people in the same circumstances. Yep. So you treat him above anyone else in the same circumstance because he's your brother. Right. Yeah. I mean, sounds pretty similar. And you just closed your MacBook. I'm done. I'm done reading that shit. I have a headache now. I got to go take two a leave when I get home. Yeah. Well, you know what? (laughs) Reading Old English is not easy. A lot of our ritual follows that same kind of pattern, but it's a little bit more modernized than, you know, the book of... Anderson's Constitution, so right. yeah, I can identify with that man. It ain't easy. I think we put a freaking fork in this one. Yeah, again, I'm did we challenge. get through all the the, no. the charges? No, we didn't. Okay, all right, I skipped so. a couple. That's why you know you guys want to read it. Go back, read it. It's uh, yeah. oh, on another note, I just want to just say uh, I am going to continue with the readings of the Lost Book of Enki. Okay. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to. Uh, I know I left up on Tablet 8, but I am going to be getting back into that. I just wanted to let anybody who's interested in listening to that know that uh, I will be reading it again. I just need some free time. Yeah. Don't <laughs> we all? We'll continue on to it because I think I'm basically getting up to the flood. Okay. So that's a interesting little. It's the good part. It's a good part. So Stay tuned. Anyway, what do you say, Brother Ken? Yeah, I'm good. Yep. I'm ready for Subway. For sure. So, for the Freemasons podcast, I'm Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry signing off. And Worshipful Brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Good night.